welcome back to episode 12 of Down Under the Ring. I am your host, The Warship, joined once again by Fidmic Awesome. And we definitely don't have to fucking say everything again because the recording cut out halfway <laughs> through at all. We're not starting it all from the scratch. Oh, I'm pissed off, but it's okay. We've got a big show for you guys today. We're talking about AEW. It is the second podcast of the week. If you haven't checked out our WWE coverage, go check that out on Spotify. It should be up right now. This week, though, let's talk about the King finally getting the crown. Eddie King said, let's talk about Mox getting dumped on his fucking head and a whole bunch of Wrestle Dream talk too. Fid, I already asked, but let's just do it again. How you doing? <laughs> oh, good, mate. It's just a case of deja vu. It's been an amazing week. We've had some great wrestling. We've had some awesome news on the WWE side of things. Go have a listen to the WWE episode to hear us talk all about that. And as well as these two podcasts that we're now doing every single week, you can find it on Spotify. I also jumped on our mate Jamie's podcast, The Commentary Booth, and I had a bit of a talk about Netflix's new show, Wrestlers, which is all about OVW and what Al Snow's doing with OVW now that it's not a developmental territory for WWE. So yeah, great show. Make sure you check it out. The Commentary Booth brought to you by Pario Magazine. It's available everywhere we can get podcasts and it should be out later this week. Where's our fucking magazine? This is bullshit, surely. <laughs> Down under the doctor's waiting room magazine. That's what we need. We need our own magazine, and I will do a centerfold piece for it. <laughs> Every week you get to see what's Shippy's centerfold of the week. Oh, mate, that sounds amazing. Why aren't we doing that? Holy shit. Oh, I'm so frustrated. We did we recorded so much of this podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, if we, if we end up sounding frustrated or flustered, it's definitely not because we're recording this for the second time. We were just talking and all of a sudden Audition was like, nope, I don't care. And then I was like, <laughs> fuck, and I went to reopen it and it was not Gone there. Bears. So, oh, very sad. And you can't even save halfway through because we're recording live. It has to go through all in one go. But, hey, don't worry too much about our problems. Let's talk about <laughs> your problems. How are you today? Tell me about your day. Tell me over on X at underscore the warship. Tell me over at X at DWN under the ring or at Fidmic Awesome. You won't be telling me. You'll be telling Fid. But that's okay. There are no secrets between us. It's fine. And look, uh, and today... No, I was going to say, and if you go over to my Twitter, all you're going to see is me complaining about streaming platforms. So, Yes, I have noticed that is a bit of a trend at the moment, and it's fine. It's, yeah, don't, if you like kick, don't go to Fid Street, oh, Fid's uh, X right now. Don't go, if you care about Aiden Ross, don't go to Fid no. Street right now. You're not going to be happy. As Nobody is happy with you at the moment over there anyway. No. <laughs> Witness the barren field of fucks that Fid gives about that as well. <laughs> you yeah. hear it in his voice. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah, my audience. So today, I guess let's get into it. Eddie Kingston gets the fucking big win. The big win. Finally, after years and years, defeating Claudio, getting that moment of glory. It was so good to see. I was so happy about it. How do you feel about it? Oh, dude, I love this match. It was bell to bell an amazing match like you just see the excitement even on eddie's face coming in he was ready he was ready to go to war surprised it was the first match we said last week that this needs to be the the main event but hey 
they kicked off Grand Slam with this match, and I'm not complaining. It set the tone for the rest of the show as well, I think, where we just got this big match. And even though it was the opening match of the show, it didn't feel any less because of it. It felt, yeah, we've got so much happening on this show that we, yes, we are starting with this. We always, it's an old adage in wrestling, is, is that the main event is where everyone wants to be. But if you can't be in the main event, you better be in the opener because that is just as important as the main because you're setting the tone for the whole show. You're introducing to new fans what you do. And in those moments, people will either keep watching or they'll switch off. I tell you what, if this was a first match that anyone watching AEW has ever seen, what a great match to kickstart your viewing of AEW. Yeah, no, I'm 100%. Very cool to see. And I was saying before, (laughs) (laughs) I was saying before that we saw Kingston in a way that we haven't seen him for years. This reminded me of grand champion Eddie Kingston from Chikara. When he won that thing, it's legitimately in 2011. The dude held the belt for nearly a 1,000 days. It's that same vibe I have now. And I really hope that from here... Kingston gets to go on a little bit of a tear. I would love to see him just backfist everyone's face right the fuck off. I tell you what, if Tony books him to lose in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be so mad because I just want to see Eddie just hold this title, have a run, and make basically prove that he is the guy to eventually take MJF's title, which yeah. I genuinely think he needs to be the guy that takes MJF's title. We change that fucking story every week. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I will say he's in the list of people I want to take MJF's title. Next week it'll be fucking Danhausen. Oh, dude, you, <laughs> dude, I've got an angle booked for that already in my head. <laughs> uh, one thing that we were saying before as well is that the thing that makes it so special, other than the history that Kingston mm-hmm. and Claudio have all the way through Chikara and the uh, American Indies, the other thing is that when COVID hit, Kingston was done. Like, he couldn't afford anything. Like, wrestling is his bread and butter, and when COVID came through, he didn't have the money saved for anything. He mm. talked about selling his boots. He talked about selling his gear. He said, I had one foot out of the door, and then I decided to shoot my shot and that shot was Cody Rhodes and that was the thing the catalyst that got him a contract with AEW and now look at him I believe his first match on AEW he wasn't even contracted it was just a yeah come on Cody Cody said he'll take you on and uh, he proved himself in that match and um, got signed and has been a mainstay on the roster ever since and I think he's had an amazing run in AEW since that first match but once Claudio came over from WWE that's when we've really seen the real Eddie Kingston that I never got to see clearly beforehand because I'm not a indie guy I've never watched Chikara I was very loosely watching Ring of Honor when something exciting was happening I didn't really know Eddie until he came to AEW that Eddie Kingston that we're seeing now is all new to me, and I love it. But in that same breath, this current Cesaro, or what are we calling him now? Claudio Castagnoli. Claudio. We, I've never seen him. This is the first time I've ever seen this Claudio. No, honestly, it's really good for you. I, I, I'm, I'm jealous that you get to see him like this. Yeah, it makes me angry because how long did WWE have Claudio for? And we never saw this. 
Yeah, like honestly, he has always deserved the spotlight. Claudio mm. is such a good wrestler. He is a mechanic. Stone Cold would say that on the Broken Skull podcast for sure. Yeah. He, he would say, damn, son, he's a mechanic because he really, he just fucking is. Like he can do everything. And I was so happy to see him come through and win the belt. I was so happy for it. And I hope that now he moves on to bigger and better things. We're just going to have to wait and see. But he's a guy who could take the belt from MJF and I wouldn't be mad about either. Who, Claudio? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, maybe. The dude deserved to be the WWE champion. There was a real moment there where I thought he was going to be as well. Yeah, look, he's clearly got the skill set to do it, but they didn't even let him talk. No, and he can. He he can can speak like fucking six languages. Yeah, and they, they didn't even let him talk at WWE. He was just the guy that came out to make other people look great. Oh, except for the bar. I fucking love the bar. I did we enjoy are the bar. bar. I did enjoy the bar. That was cool. <laughs> but, I mean, Seamus has got a history of making magic with being in the mid-card. Like, he's doing the same at the moment with the Brawling Brutes as well. I love his work with them. And it consistently underbooked that guy. Oh, yeah, no, a million times over. I really do enjoy his work as well. We're back on WWE. We're supposed to be talking about AEW. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, yeah, I, I'm very happy to see the title change the way it went down. I think that it was a great start to the night. One of the things we saw later in the night, though, was fucked. Absolutely. <laughs> and it was one of the headline matches. I was surprised when I saw the image go out on Fight TV. They always have the thumbnail of, one of the matches as the headliner. And it wasn't Eddie Kingston and Claudio. It wasn't MJF. It was Moxley and Phoenix was the thumbnail. I was genuinely surprised that like, they were putting a lot of stock in these guys being the ones that were going to pull out a banger. Which, on paper, on paper, this show should have been amazing. As somebody who has been recovering from a broken neck for the past three to four years, I can tell you that what we saw happen in that match, the finish of that match, was fucking gross. I've taken pile drivers. I've taken lots of shit on my neck. In fact, one of my stables, and probably explains a lot about why I got hurt in the first place, was my ability to take a good spike bump. I would take a DDT and I would just let go of my hands and have it all on the top of my head because of the impact and how cool it looked and all of that stuff. Mm. But the, I think, I'm not sure what Phoenix calls it, but it's like it pretty much a joker driver, right, what he did. So he picked him up, pulled his head down into the pile driver position and then just sat down. And you watched Mox's head just fucking hit with all of it on the mat. Like yeah, He took all of it. <laughs> yeah, like, and there's working the boys and there's not working the boys. That looked like you could, if you slow down the video of that, you could hear it. Like he's yeah. dead ass getting hit like right in the forehead with that. You were talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin earlier. This is what took Stone Cold out. Yeah. Yeah, very similar look too. The way that the pole driver landed in the Austin example, like there was a nice fucking three inches worth of of head showing, and the way that the pole, way that the neck landed with Mox as well. He there was definitely ass landing first, but then it was all head after that. Yeah, and 
this is where there's speculation as to who fucked up here because apparently Mox called an audible and was like, yeah, no, cut me out, and the ref didn't. Yeah. Because the ref clearly knew the finish, right? And he's gone, do it again. And it should not have been done again. Like They should have found another way to end that match. That's such a fucking problem. And it's honestly something that independent wrestling does better, than I, I believe, personally, than your uh, majors. Because even though on the indies, the finish, like everyone in the match knows the finish, yeah. the ref will come up to you before you walk out. They're like, bro, who's going over? What's happening? Let me know. And you're like, all right, sick. So I'll hit this and that'll be the finish. If at any point in any of my matches... I didn't kick out, mm-hmm. the match is over. Yep. If at any point in any of the matches I get counted out, the match is over. If I tell the referee I am hurt, the match is over. That's the difference because, yes, the story is important, but what's more important is the fact that I can walk. and Or what's more important is if I fucked up on a show and I – got pinned or I there's nothing worse in wrestling than watching a fucking referee go one two oh two count I can't believe it that is it's so immersive immersion breaking that it's not funny the ref tried to do the whole hand under the shoulders to show that the shoulders were up and you'd see it hit Mox's shoulder (laughs) he's like oh no shoulders up no it fucking wasn't no it was very dead very flat and yeah, like that is a failure, I believe, on the referee side of things. I'm not yep. saying the referee fucked it up, but I think the directive to not end the match the way that it was ending already is probably a bit of a mistake because, again, if you don't kick out, that's your fault. Like yep. if you fail to kick out, that's your fault. If you fail to get back in the ring at the nine and a half like you're p- planning to do, the referee's responsibility is to call the match. Yeah. As and over. Apparently Mox had already knocked himself silly at the start of the match, right? So he's already he'd already made the decision that he wasn't going to like, do anything he, crazy. He wasn't going to do anything crazy, but I think he'd already made the call that they were going to change the finish at that stage. And, yeah, so twice, essentially, that finish was called and wasn't called by the ref. Which, again, like I, I can't speak to the processes that involved in the AEW backstage deal. I don't know what the referee's directive is, but, man, if we can do it better on the local scene, and there have been matches where I've been counted out because I fucked up. Yeah, and it should be as simple as the ref calls it as if it's a real match. Yeah, yeah. like there's no – I have been at shows where people have had to have their gear cut off them because they were so fucked. I have literally seen that happen. I've seen someone nearly die uh, on a wrestling show and they've had to do that shit. Dude, you 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 could be counted in that list. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you had better believe the match is fucking over when that shit happens. I still wrestled. I'm fucking stupid. I didn't even know I was hurt when I broke my neck for months. Probably That's we don't scary. even know how long. We don't know how. I just because okay, a bit of a backstory here. We got on a shippy journey here. Yeah. I when I was wrestling in the latter half of my career, I was in a tag team called Mayhem, where we were essentially Australian outback Mad Max kind of character and. The tag team was really cool. Most unique finisher I've ever seen in my life. I love it. It's my favorite thing. Don't steal it. I'll be very fucking upset. But we 
Yeah, we did the, the thing and I just got used to working a little bit sore. My neck would hurt. I'd probably wake up a bit stiff. I'd just go to the gym and I'd feel a little bit better, maybe sit in the sauna for a bit longer than normal. I was eating really well. I was doing all – I was taking my vitamins and definitely saying my prayers at that time as well. So I was feeling really good except for this crippling neck pain that I had. Yeah. And I just put it down to, oh, it's wrestling. I mean, you wake up sore. That's the fucking, it's our life. That's why we get addicted to painkillers because we get so used to it being our everyday life that I didn't even think of it. And it was only when I went to go get a trolley at the shop and I couldn't move my arms that I said, hang on a second, that's not good. That was the Monday after a Friday night wrestling show where I had obviously heard it worse mm. and I everything was fine for the Saturday, Sunday and it was Monday. We were going to the shops. We are going to get a trolley. Hey, can you get the trolley? Yeah, sure. Went to grab it, couldn't move my arms. And I was like, hey, that's not great. I should be able to move my arms without it being agonizingly painful. And then I went to the hospital and they're like, we don't know how the fuck you walked in here because you shouldn't be able to walk. And... It can happen like that. It's scary like that. When it comes to necks, man, I fucking, it is the most important thing to keep safe in wrestling because once it's gone, there, we have some fairy tale stories. We have Brian Danielson, we have Edge, we have Austin to an extent. We've got some fairy, Soraya, a huge one too. We've got some fairy tale stories about very similar injuries to mine who have come back. But they go see Dr. fucking Andrews. Like, they go see literally the best neurosurgeon in the world yeah. to get that shit done. That's, like, old, that's old mate in Birmingham, right? Everybody, whether you're a pro wrestler or an NFL player or a basketball yeah. player, they go see Yeah, go see Dr. Andrews. Yeah, that, yeah, that's where you go. You go to Birmingham. And that's the thing is that on an indie level especially, bro, we don't have that shit. So look after your neck. Look yeah. after it. For the guys working the majors, obviously still look after it because you don't want that shit happening. Like... It's so important. And so, with the kingdom with their thing too, coming out and talking about Neck Strong, Neck Health Awareness Month, all of that stuff. Yeah. What's your take on that? Because I watched Collision and I will say I, I thought this week's Collision was a bit meh this yeah, week. Yeah. But the one thing that did stand out to me was the kingdom coming out and doing this whole Neck Strong, Neck Health Awareness Month gimmick. And I was like, dude, you're doing this. After the Mox incident, do you think this is a smart... I'm going to say he's a fucking mark, all right? Yeah, he's got more money than Jesus, but he's a fucking mark. And someone backstage has been like, <laughs> you know what would be funny, right? Old mate's been wearing a neck brace for months. Wouldn't it be funny if we just built a gimmick around it now after what just happened this week? <laughs> like, that is how it felt, and it felt really offensive. Yeah. It, it felt really offensive. And because as, a, as a viewer, I felt that way. As someone who literally lost everything, I mean everything I ever wanted to do, everything I ever wanted to be since I was like eight years fucking old, mm -hmm. to lose all of that because of a neck injury, that pisses me off because, again, it can happen in a heartbeat. Stone Cold Steve Austin arguably the greatest entertainer hmm. we've ever seen. Arguably forever, in the, it, 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 without a doubt, not even arguably, without a doubt on Mount Rushmore. Yep. His career easily cut 10 years too short. Yep. Easily. I didn't even go so far as to say 20 because the motherfucker can still go now. 
Yeah. To think about the fact that we could have had Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestling all through the 20s, all through the 2010s, I mean, it look, makes me sad. You, you look at someone like Jericho who's been around not even as long as Austin in the ring. And yeah. he's still going. Exactly right. It's just Brian Danielson, the dude, he was told he was done. Yep. Edge, he was told he was done. And it's because of a neck injury. What we do. So I spoke to a doctor about this and we equated it. Like we figured it out. We did some stress testing and stuff. And it correlated with a story I heard years ago. And according to what the doctor or the physio said to me, I asked them, I said, hey, so I've heard this thing. And they said that. Every time you bump in a wrestling ring, it's the equivalent of being rear-ended in a car going about 16 k's an hour. Yep. And the physios, yeah, based on what you've told me, based on the impact, you're falling from a you, – you particularly, Shippy, you're falling from about six feet in the air. From where your eyes are, that's about six feet in the air. And you're falling straight onto your back or you're falling straight onto your head mm. or you're falling straight onto your front. And that's not even including from the top rope shit. That's just base-level back bumping, well, base-level body, Bodies bumps. aren't made to stop that suddenly. No, and you'll call it a fucking trampoline. Anybody, any fucking body <laughs> in the universe, get in a ring. I tell you what, I will record 28th of October. I'm going to be hopping into a ring. Yep. And I'm going to film it right for now, you so you can laugh at me. <laughs> 28th of October, 29th of October, 30th of October. Is there a 31st? I don't even know. Yeah, there but is. For the next week, at least, you will be cursing wrestling. <laughs> because it hurts. Yep. It doesn't stop hurting. I did this shit for well over a decade and every day, every single day I woke up hurt, whether yep. I had been training that week, which I did, or I had had a show that week, whatever it is, you will wake up hurt. It becomes part of our life to be in physical pain as a wrestler. You don't – look at Mick Foley. That fucking poor dude cannot walk. He can't. His hips are fucked. He's not even old. He's had like hip replacements. Hmm. The dude is walking around like an eighty-year-old woman, like, yeah. like 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 an old grandma. Like he is, and it's because wrestling fucks you up. And obviously, he did the big jumps off the key of the fucking the hell in a cell. But man, he used to bump on the concrete from the fucking yeah. apron. I, I, Everything that he did. I'm currently reading "Have a Nice Day" by McFoley. Great book. I have a side copy somewhere. Yeah, and I'm about a quarter of the way through it and I'm already like, how the fuck is this guy still alive? Look at the back picture. It lists his injuries back yeah. then on the, on the book itself. And, 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 he's, and he's worked more since then. Yeah, exactly right. Man, it's a cautionary tale, I have to tell you. Wrestling, it's not for everyone. Mm. And the armchair fucking bookers, the people out there who are all like, oh, man, I could do it. It's all fucking me, fake me. anyway. <laughs> oh, it's all fucking fake. They're all a bunch of pansies. Like those ones who get in there and do that shit and say that shit, man, I challenge you. I, tell I you challenge what, you to get in the ring. You, you say this. I got pissed off. Last weekend I was at All-Star Pro Wrestling Australia's event in Padstow. Uh, half time, they take a break halfway through the show. I went to go take a slash and there were some old boys in the bathroom as well. Yep. And I'm listening to them go, oh, did you go into the the wrestling and the the thing there? And the guy, no, I'm not going to that. It's all bloody fake. And they start going <laughs> on at each other about it. And I legitimately, I'm standing there going, God, I just want to have a go at these dudes. 
Look, I, I grew up in a fighting family. I've made no secrets about it. My dad mm-hmm. was a boxer. He had 32 wins and won 29 by knockout. My grandfather was like flyweight champion of Australia. Mm-hmm. I grew up in fighting and I trained. I did a bunch of that shit as well. And I have to tell you, it hurts more to wrestle. Like yeah. it, it does because when, especially in Australia, as an example, I'm throwing strikes at you. I'm hitting you hard. I'm hitting you 70% of how hard I can punch. Mm. And because in a crowd of 500 people, you have to. In a crowd of 10,000, you can throw a fucking John Cena punch that misses. That's fine. Yeah. But when you've got 500 people there and 50 to 100 of them are children who believe that wrestling is real and these are superheroes, I'm punching you as hard as I fucking can. Like yeah. I am throwing fists because they need to believe in it. It's important for them. Yeah, you can't Kayfabe is dead, but there's difference between kayfabe and keeping the legacy of wrestling alive. Yeah, when you've got 100 people, you can't get away with a Ricky Starks chair shot on the corner pole. <laughs> I did see that this week, <laughs> holy fuck. <laughs> but no, you can't, and that's true. You can't. Yeah. And like the amount of people who have blacked my eye. My first match, I had my jaw dislocated. My very first it. match, I got kicked in the head and my jaw got dislocated and I tell this story all the time because the guy picked me up. He put me in the corner. He's like, you all right, kid? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, good. Welcome to wrestling. And then gave me the stiffest fucking forearm in the, th- in the fucking jaw again because it has to be that way in Australia. That is how it has always been. Obviously, we're getting a little bit better with it now, but there's this... Oh, it also helps that the crowds are getting bigger as well, right? <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. But there's an innate physicality to wrestling that people who don't do it don't understand. And the, the hazards are real. How are you going to learn to fall off a 15-foot ladder? Like, like all of the shit they used to say in the don't try this at home fucking videos at the start of wrestling, man. Like that shit is true, all of it. Mm. The amount of people – we spoke last podcast about it. I've had nine concussions that I can count, and I can barely count because I've had nine concussions. <laughs> it's not easy. What we do, and when it's your neck, man – you want to be in a fucking wheelchair? Of course you don't. You want to walk your kids down the aisle when they get married? Of course you fucking do. Yeah. You, you I want to be able, I, you want I think to, it's uh, in fucking. You want to enjoy the pleasures taste. of being able to feel from the waist down? Yeah. I want to feel my <laughs> penis. I definitely do. <laughs> Fuck. This is the second podcast in a row we talk about. I've heard legends about it being a great penis. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like the thing is that, yes, it's fucking super poor taste. And, okay, I get working. I get it being a gimmick. But you're working people who are fucking bleeding for it. You're not working the general fan. The general fan thinks it's all fucking fake and it's a trampoline. But this is the thing, dude. I am a general fan. Like, am I a wee bit smarter because I know people in the business? Maybe. Yeah, but of I'm course. A gen- I'm a general fan and I watched this and I cringed and I was like, that's bad taste. It has literally ended careers. It has, up until now, it has ended mine. It has ended some amazing wrestlers' careers outside of mine who, that's their fucking paycheck. That's their livelihood. That's what they feed their families with. If you're going to pick on something, bro, don't pick on a neck. Like, I hate it. I hate it. I'm mad. I wasn't even this mad when we first started to talk about it because it just cut out as we started (laughs) talking about this last time. But I'm so much more mad now. 
Before we go any further, this show is brought to you by OG Nerd. OG Nerd represents the gamers, the cosplayers, the collectors, the model makers, the tattooists, the artists, and the athletes. They are not just a clothing brand, they are a subculture. OG Nerd revel in their halcyon youth and embrace the lifestyle driven by nostalgia, humble beginnings and heroes. OG Nerd strives to offer quality, comfortable and above all stylish streetwear apparel inspired by a lifetime of gaming, music and street art. I've worked with OG Nerd for many years and find their apparel second to none in terms of quality and appearance. Whether it's at a wrestling show or a convention, you'll be hard pressed to find a better armour for your rig. Get yours at ognerdlife.com. All right, let's move along onto something that will possibly cheer you up. We talked Not about Billy King- Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about Eddie Kingston's awesome win at the start of the potty, but how do we feel about the announcement? Kingston versus Shibata is happening at Wrestle Dream. He's putting up both titles too. He's putting up the Ring of Honor World Title as well as the New Japan Pro Strong Title. But uh, only Kingston is. But only Kingston is. Shibata is not putting up the pure title. Which is annoying, but I guess I understand it. But at the same time, wouldn't it be cool to have a triple belt deal? I, I don't know. There's something special it, about that. Maybe Matt Cardona has gotten my mind a little bit, but I like belt collectors a little bit now. Oh, 100%. I, I love it. Like Cardona that picture was the of Ultimo Dragon with every belt in the universe is my favourite picture still. Yeah, even Kenny Omega when he was doing the belt collector gimmick. I loved it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, uh, again, going to be a banger. Going to be great. Shibata, Kingston, it's just going to be stiff as fuck, isn't it? Oh, dude, it is. Like we said earlier, Kingston thinks this is real, so he's going to fight for it like it's real. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, Shibata's yeah. somebody that he has openly talked about how much he loves and respects. And he's going to go in there and attempt to kill his hero. Yeah, and look, I think that's great. I think that's great. <laughs> Wrestle Dream is really starting to pick up as well. We had, as is Tony's fucking mindset, we had 700 matches all confirmed in one day as opposed to in any kind of build-up for it. It is, it, it, it's shaping up. It's yeah, shaping well, up. A couple of weeks ago, I wasn't sure if I was going to buy Wrestle Dream. I was going to probably watch the shorts of it, but off the back of Kingston being announced as champ going into this, I went, I've, I've bought it. I'm watching it. I'm going to watch it live. And it also helps that it's Labor Day next Monday here in Australia, so I'm not going to be having any meetings. Oh, here in Sydney, <laughs> sorry, New South Wales. We got the fucking monarch's birthday today. I didn't even know what the fuck that is. I know it's for the king now, but I'm like, all right, it's day off, I guess. I'm already on school holidays, so I'm already not working anyway. <laughs> but yeah, what do you think about this fucking ominous statement that AEW has put out about Wrestle King Wrestle Dream. The you don't want to miss AEW Wrestle Dream as will end a chapter in wrestling history and begin a new era in AEW live on pay-per-view next Sunday night, October 1st. Interesting one. Wrestling fans are speculating what this means. Um, what do you think it means? I, okay, I've got a few different ideas in this. I think we might be getting an AEW rebrand. Ooh. We've had the same logo for the last four years for AEW. It's just about time for a refresh. I do think the logo sucks, and I always have thought it sucks. Uh, so I wouldn't mind picking as one of the ideas is we could get a rebrand of AEW. Um, there's also the potential that we get a solid roster split. 
like you know, they actually but, officially list it rather than it being yeah yeah like yeah just a yeah there's a that's a possibility i think that's on those two are on the lower end of possibilities though more likely is more of a business thing i think i wouldn't mind picking we're going to see AEW move to max um, do you really think it's just going to be about a tv deal and there's going to be nothing else to it I think it's going to be a TV deal as well as a pay-per-view deal. I think they're going to move to the PLE model, which is if you're a subscriber of Max Sport Live, you will get AEW for free as part of that subscription as well as every pay-per-view. I wouldn't mind picking that they're going to make the confirmation of the rumoured 12 pay-per-views a year, um, which wouldn't surprise me if that happens because it's just going to mean more money for Warner. Uh, which is essentially they're calling the shots. Uh, I think it's going to be a long-term deal as well because they're actually due to uh, renew their deal this year. Um, And I do think Warner are going to back the truck up as well to pay for this because they're seeing how much money both Fox and the USA Network are making out of. It's going to be an interesting thing. I kind of hope for more, though. I, I, I want to see something really important happen. Yes, all the back-end stuff is super cool and super important, but I don't know. It's I almost want to see Rampage get put in the bin, straight up, just put like, in the like, bin. Like we said last week, put it in the bin and give us Ring of Honor. Yep. I, w- I honestly would love to see even they've just made Collision, you've got Dynamite, you've got those two shows, that's their Raw and SmackDown. Yep. But I would almost like to see one of them go and have the other big show be Ring of Honor. So you've got one big show here, one big show there. And Two maybe it's brands. just so we don't have to do fucking 600 hours of wrestling a week to cover on the podcast. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I would probably be keen on seeing that as well. Oh, absolutely. I think it's going to be interesting. I'm definitely curious to see what comes out of this show. Are we going to get the announcement on the show? Are we going to get it on Dynamite the week after, or the few days later? Maybe the belt? Maybe the belt could do with a change? Oh, I love that belt. I know you love that belt. <laughs> I do. I love that belt. The AEW belt's beautiful, in my opinion, as well as the women's title. I think the new women's title's a beautiful belt. Talking about belts, did you see my new uh, WWE belt? Yeah, it looks so good. But I've actually got to do a shout-out. He hasn't paid for it, but the dudes over at Figure 4 Belts, they're actually a Filipino company. They actually hooked me up with the kit to upgrade my old World Heavyweight Championship belt. That's my original World Heavyweight Championship title. And they sent me a new banner and a gold leather background. And all I had to do was replace parts and paint the gems. That's so good. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah check, so check those guys out. They're on Instagram and on Facebook. I actually paid for it, but I think the work that they're doing is awesome. So I wanted to give them a shout out. Yeah, it's awesome. That is awesome. But first, while we're talking about news, let's talk about Pro Wrestling Down Under. Pro Wrestling Down Under is a fantastic source for Australian professional wrestling news and upcoming events, as well as all the latest top news from WWE and AEW. They offer some great exclusive content from interviews, opinion articles, and insights from some of the top Australian wrestlers to make it to the big promotions overseas. PW Down Under aims to be a source of information for people looking to get involved in Australian professional wrestling with events listing, training school bios, and news on the latest seminars across the country. So if you ever wanted to get involved in Australian wrestling, this is the place for you. Visit pwdownunder.com. That's pwdownunder.com.
That covers our AEW coverage for the week. It's a little bit skint, if I'm honest with you. It's not quite 700 fucking PLEs in one week, which is nice. But yeah, well, it's, it's funny, across this whole week, if you go through both the podcasts, we haven't talked a lot about wrestling on either of them, with like stuff that's happened on the shows. It's been a very news-heavy, behind-the-scenes-y sort of week this week. Yeah, I'm not super mad. I'm not super mad about it because it means that we get to cover some of the other stuff as well. So Exactly. But I'm sure coming into Wrestle Dream and we've got a WWE PLE coming up that we're building close to as well, so we're going to start getting some heavy shows in the next couple of weeks. And I'm looking forward to seeing where we go as well. But, yeah, so that is us for the day, for the week. We look forward to seeing you again next time. We It's weird because I usually have to get ready to edit like an LA Night segment of the week. We don't have one. Fuck it. Roll the LA Night segment of the week clip. Let me talk to you. All right, yeah. that's it. That, that, felt, that felt better. That felt good. That was nice. All right, we've got Warrior Wrestling Aotearoa Showdown happening November 11th in Takapuna. Uh, tickets available at warriorwrestling.co.nz. Uh, International Wrestling Australia is also going to be celebrating 25 years of live touring with a huge all-ages pro wrestling event on Saturday, October the 14th. It's going to be at St. John's Park Bowling Club in New South Wales. And then the Legends PWA Black uh, label are going to be presenting Coliseum 2023. That's going to be Saturday. Saturday 21st and 22nd of October at Liberty Hall in Sydney. It's looking like that one's going to be an amazing card too. Just before you uh, roll on with then, the next one there, I have to say Coliseum has got one of the coolest gimmicks in all of wrestling because the winner, it's a tournament, and the winner of the tournament gets a sword. That's the gimmick. That's amazing. Yeah, that's the gimmick. So we've got previous winners, 18, the Black Metal Sword, won by Mick Moretti. 2019, the Green Thunder Sword, won by Grayson Waller. In 2022, the Cobalt Steel Sword, won by Robbie Eagles. And this year, we don't know what it is yet. No, but rumoured to be Zack Sabre Jr. on the card. Not confirmed, it was just a rumour going around. Also, All-Star Pro Wrestling Australia, they're having their event. There can only be one. It is November 18th in Padstow. Yes, and from my side of the pond, EPW Vendetta. As we've been reporting for the last few weeks, this is part of the Invitational Tournament series that they do. It is always a great show. I love Vendetta. It's one of my favourite shows of the year. Definitely get around and see that. That is Saturday, the 28th of October. Tickets from epwperth.com. On top of that, as we said before, so many things announced around Elimination Chamber. Dude, Where's My Ring? has been announced as a double-header show on February 23rd and 24th. A little bit of a deathmatch sandwich for you for the WWE show at Optus Stadium in Perth, February 21st, 2024, Elimination Chamber. We're finally getting it. And lastly on our list, another EPW show because EPW have announced a massive Aussie Wrestling Super Show on February 23rd at Willerton Stadium. It's going to be huge. It's all going to be huge. All of Australian wrestling deserves the spotlight. Go and watch wrestling. Do it now. I tell you what, I'd love to do a a little segment before we end the show. Uh, Mikey Ruckus, who's the amazing music producer over at AEW, he's the man in charge of coming up with all those amazing theme songs. He put out a 
banger of a track this week. Uh, it's called The Real Eddie Grand Slam. Let me play it for you right now. And what I love is the punctuation right at the end of the song, which is Eddie finished the story. Ruckus presents Real Eddie Kingston. Real Eddie Kingston. Today we salute Eddie becoming the Ring of Honor World Champion. Eddie Kingston is the ROA champion. Yes, sir. Eddie is that dude in high school who told someone they were fighting on the blacktop after class, and the whole student body showed up. On this fateful day, Eddie and Claudio stood toe to toe in the center of the ring and traded bombs. Then finally, with a thank you, sir, may I have another spinning back fist and a power bomb? Eddie pins Claudio to become the new Ring of Honor World Champion! Sorry, I got a little carried away. So here's to you, Eddie Kingston. You beautiful motherfucker, you. From walking in with the title challenging promo to becoming the champ champ, you finished the story. Eddie Kingston is the ROA champion. That was sick. Yep. That was real good. Yeah, it's, it's really amazing. Good. Amazing so little got- ode to Eddie. And I love the little jab at Cody at the end. <laughs> we're gonna put our link in the description below oh, absolutely excellent excellent well, you guys make sure you check that out too let us know what you think over on x as well find us at dwn under the ring find me at underscore warship find him at fid mick awesome and thank you guys so much for listening appreciate you you're handsome you're beautiful you're pretty give me a kiss and as always until next time we'll see you down under the ring. Oh, no, 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 no.